Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, my friend. I've been sitting right here waiting for you, and thank you for spending this time with me. Today, we're going to continue our brand new series called How to Open the Windows of Heaven Over Your Life, What the Bible Really Says About Giving. On Monday, we saw that God is generous with those that are generous. On Tuesday, we saw how God responds to sacrificial giving. And yesterday, we specifically saw how to open the window of heaven over your life. We studied Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, about the window of heaven in every place. The window of heaven shows up in the Old Testament. Something miraculous comes pouring through it. And that is why in Malachi 3, verse 10, God says, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing so big you will not have room to receive it, which means we need to upgrade our faith to realize God wants to do more than just merely meet our needs. He wants to flood us with his goodness in response to our giving. That is amazing. But this five-part series comes in multiple formats, and it comes with a study guide so that you can read it while you see it or while you hear it. And right now, we're also offering you my book, which is called A Life Ablaze. The back of the book says, How to Keep Your Fire Burning. Do you struggle to keep the fire of the Holy Spirit burning in your heart? Do you feel like only a few glowing embers remain and even those are close to growing cold? If you're on fire for God, are you eager to know how you can stay ablaze for Jesus until he comes again? All of that is in this remarkable book, and I want you to have it because I know you want to be a life ablaze. But you can order all of these things by going online or by giving us a call. And please remember that when you become a partner, and a partner is anyone who regularly financially gives into our ministry to help us take this teaching to people around the world. People are crying out. They're saying, God, please send us teaching we can trust, and we believe that's our assignment. And when you become a partner with our ministry, you help us fulfill that mandate and God will bless you for your giving. And the moment you become a partner, we're going to send you two books. My book called Life in the Combat Zone. The subtitle says, How to Survive, Thrive, and Overcome in the Midst of Difficult Situations. And this book is dedicated to partners, so we want you to have it. And we're going to send you Denise's book called the gift of forgiveness. We always give these two books to anyone the moment they become a partner with our ministry. And friend, if you have any need that you're dealing with in your life right now and you need somebody to agree with you in prayer, call us or send us an email. And the moment the phone rings and we're waiting for it to ring right now, or the moment your email shows up in our inbox, we're going to release our faith for Jesus Christ to step into your life and do something amazing, and he really will. But let us know how to pray for you. I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Reach for your Bible, and I want you to open your Bible today to Luke chapter 21. And today, we're going to see what Jesus had to say about generosity and giving. But I want us to begin with our anchor verse, which is in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, where Jesus remarkably said, For where your treasure is, there 
will your heart be also? That verse may seem very simplistic, but I've learned through life, this verse is really the truth. What you do with your money reveals where your heart is. And that's what Jesus said in this verse, for where your treasure is. The word where in Greek means exactly there in the very place where your treasure is. The word treasure is a form of the Greek word thesaurus, which describes a treasure or it depicts money, riches, resources, or investments. It really means where you put your cash, where you put your resources, where you put your money, where you put your treasure, there will your heart be also. And the word there in Greek is the word ek. It means there, exactly there. And it's really true in life that where people put their money really demonstrates what they love because people put their money into what they love. If you love your children, you're going to invest in your children. If you love your spouse, you're going to invest in your spouse. If you love your house, you're going to put your treasure in your house. If you love your education, you're going to invest in your education. If you love yourself, you're going to invest in yourself. This is a principle clearly taught by Jesus in Matthew Chapter 6, verse 21, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. For this very reason, for years and years, when somebody said they wanted to be a leader in our church, it was important for me to ask them, do you give? Because whether or not they give reveals whether their heart is really in the church. If they don't give, then their heart is not in the church. You say, Rick, that seems rather strict. Well, that's what Jesus said. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. But Jesus said a lot himself about generosity and giving. Somebody may argue, but you know, this week, all the verses you've used, they've all been from the Old Testament. Well, today we're going to go to Luke chapter 21, and we're going to see an example that we find when Jesus was in the temple, standing near the treasury, watching how people gave, and he was watching what people gave. And remember that Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means if he did it, he's still doing it. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and it is unthinkable what he was doing. Jesus was standing near the place where people were putting their contributions into the contribution box, into the treasury, and he was watching how they gave, and he was watching what they gave. He was standing so close by, he could see the amount they were putting into the contribution box. Just imagine if the offering plate was being passed down the aisles in your church and your pastor followed the plate and he stood in front of every single person and looked into their face to see how they were giving and then looked at what was leaving their hand and what they were putting into the plate to see what they were giving that is exactly what Jesus was doing that day. He was looking to see how reverently they were giving. Were they giving with faith or were they just casually giving? What were they giving? Were they really obeying God with their money? Jesus was watching. And the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 21, verse 1, And he looked up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. The word saw is a form of the Greek word horeo, which describes a scrutinizing look or to look with the intent to examine. 
So Jesus was really examining what they were giving. And remember, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still examining us when we give to see if we're giving correctly and if we're giving with the right attitude. That's what he was looking at. And the Bible says he specifically saw the rich men. He drew near to examine what they were giving. The word rich is a form of the Greek word plusias. It describes those that are fabulously wealthy. And when Jesus watched them, he saw they were casting their gifts into the treasury. The word casting that is used here depicts their attitude. It means to toss something or to throw an object they were not reverently putting it into the treasury, but they were just throwing it in as they walked by. It was very casual. It required no reverence. It required no faith. They were just casting of their excess into the treasury. And the word treasury that is used here also is important because it is the Greek word which depicts the place where the contributions were kept. These were not really offerings for them. This wasn't something sacrificial and reverential. They were just making a contribution. And Jesus was watching. He observed it. He was looking with a scrutinizing gaze to see how they were giving and to see exactly what they were giving. And my friends, they were not giving correctly. And we can be pretty sure they were giving something like this. This is a silver coin from the first century, which is pretty valuable. But these men were plusius. They had a lot of funds and they were not giving what they should have been giving. And they were not giving with the right attitude. And the Bible goes on to say in verse 2, And Jesus saw also a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites. The word saw is the same word we saw in verse 1, a form of the Greek word horeo, which describes a scrutinizing look or to look with the intention to examine. Jesus drew near when he saw this poor widow and Jesus really began to take a scrutinizing look. He's examining how she is giving, what kind of attitude she demonstrates as she gives. He's watching what she gives. And the verse says, Jesus saw also, and in Greek, the word also is a translation of the word day, which here is used like an exclamation marker. This really got Jesus' attention. So he's standing there watching one rich man after another rich man come by just tossing their money in with no reverence, with no faith, and not even giving the amount they should have been giving. And then day, wow, emphatically, amazingly, then he saw, what did he see? A certain poor widow. The word poor is a translation of the Greek word penikros. Now there's several words for poor in the Greek language. This particular word depicts a person living in abject poverty, one so poor that he or she often lived by begging. So this was not just a poor person. This was a person living in abject poverty who possibly made her living by begging. And Jesus saw her, the Greek word day, remarkably, emphatically, it's like an exclamation mark. It really got his attention, casting in thither, Two mites. And here the word in is a translation of the Greek word ek, which means putting there. She had a completely different attitude in the way that she gave. The rich men just walked by and tossed in their gifts, but this little woman came along and placed it there. This was a great, great sacrifice for this little woman. And the Bible says she placed there two mites. Well, what was a mite? A mite was a small coin made of brass, and it was worth very, very little. It was the smallest, 
and the most least valuable coin in the currency of that day. And to the natural eye, it looked like that woman gave very, very little. And I brought a mite. This is what a mite is. It's very small. It wasn't worth very much. But Jesus was so impressed with what this woman gave and the way that she gave, the enormity of her faith and the reverence with which she placed it into the treasury that he stopped everything and said, stop, 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 stop. I need to make a statement. He said, look at this little woman. He had been watching the way she gave and he'd been watching what she gave. And Jesus said in verse three, of a truth, I say unto you that this poor widow has cast in more than they all. Well, this must have been a shocking statement because the rich men were casting in silver coins and the little poor widow had just cast in two mites that were not worth very much. And Jesus says, of a truth, the Greek word eletheos, which means truly, certainly, surely, or better translated, in reality. In reality, I say unto you that... The word that in Greek is the word hoti, which means now Jesus is going to really point to something very important, that this poor widow, and here Jesus uses another word for poor, the Greek word pitokas, which means one that is deeply, deeply destitute, one that is completely lacking in resources. It could be translated embarrassingly poor. It pictures one who crouches in embarrassment because of their poverty. This was a woman with pride and with dignity. She was embarrassed because she was so poor. She was embarrassingly poor, but she came up to that place where the contributions were made. And in spite of her destitute condition, she placed with faith and reverence her two mites into the place where the contributions were kept. And Jesus said, I say unto you that, listen to me. He uses a Greek word, hoti. Now he's going to point to something very important. This poor woman hath cast in more than they Oh, wow. And the phrase more than they all in Greek is an adjective meaning greater in quantity, numerically more, something of a much greater value, comparatively more, but wait. In fact, she only put two small mites into the treasury. The rich men were casting silver coins. But Jesus literally meant what this poor widow has just put into the treasury is more than they all. And when you read it in Greek, it means if you add up all the giving of all of the rich people and combine it all together, what this poor widow just put in is worth more than all of their gifts combined. Well, we know that naturally speaking, two mites were worth a lot less than all those combined gifts. So what did Jesus mean? Well, let's look at verse 4. For all of these have of their abundance cast in unto the offerings of God, but she of her penury hath cast in all the living that she had. When Jesus says, for these have of their abundance, the Greek literally means of their excess. It could be translated out of their overflowing excess. They've just randomly, casually just cast into the offerings of God, but... This word, but again, is the Greek word day, which is an exclamation marker. It's like Jesus says, wow, it is amazing. This little woman emphatically of her penury. What does that mean? The word penury is a translation of a form of the Greek word husteros. And here a better translation would be out of her lack. 
out of her deficit, out of her insufficiency. This was a woman who had great lack in her life, and out of her lack, Jesus said, she's cast in all. The word all is a translation of the Greek word panta. The word pan is all-encompassing. The word ta describes every little detail. You put it all together, everything. It is all-inclusive, all the living that she had. The word living, the Greek word bion, which is a form of the Greek word bios. The word bios is the word for life. When it becomes the word beyond, it means everything she had that was required for a living. This woman gave reverentially and she gave sacrificially. In fact, Jesus said all the living that she had, the word had a form of the Greek word echo, which means to have, to hold, or to possess. Everything she had, she put into that offering. And Jesus said, because of the faith and because of the level of sacrifice for her to give, what she gave is worth more than all the gifts of the rich people combined. Even though numerically it was smaller, Jesus said it took greater faith. Hers was a greater sacrifice. And Jesus said, this little poor woman has put more than all of them combined together. That's amazing. Although she barely had enough to survive, she gave all when she placed those two mites into the offering. That is just remarkable to me. And it brings to my mind my grandmother Bagley. When I was young, I had a grandmother that was very poor. She lived in a bad part of Tulsa. She lived right next to the railroad tracks. You would not call it a very nice neighborhood. She literally lived on the other side of the tracks. She was a very uneducated woman. She'd had a lot of hardship in life. But oh, I loved my grandmother Bagley, and often I would sit next to my grandmother Bagley in church. But one day I was at her house, and we were eating, and I remember asking her for seconds. She had made fried pork, and oh, it was just so delicious. I just wanted more. And I remember her saying to me, Ricky, your grandmother Bagley doesn't have a lot of money, and today you're going to be happy with, have to be happy with what you've had because I don't have enough to give you seconds. And I remember that day thinking, wow, my grandmother Bagley really does not have much. And the same day, I saw her do something that impressed me then, and it stayed with me all of my life. And it reminds me of the little woman in this story. She took an envelope, and she wrote the name Oral Roberts on the front of the envelope. She was so uneducated, she couldn't write very well. But she scribbled the name Oral Roberts on the front of the envelope. And then I saw my grandmother Bagley take a single dollar bill, and she placed it into the envelope. She looked at it and she sealed it and she held it next to her heart and she prayed. And then she carried out and put it near the post box for the mailman to pick up. And I remember watching the way that my grandmother Bagley gave. And I will tell you, friend, that has affected me all of my life. I realize some people who give smaller gifts give with greater sacrifice than those who give very large gifts. They don't have as much to give. And for my grandmother Bagley, that $1 was a great, great sacrifice. And that has impressed me all my life. And I want you to know that if you're a partner with our ministry, it doesn't matter what amount you give, this is a ministry where we really thank God for you and we value every single gift that is given into this ministry. But that's the kind of woman that this was. This was a woman who did not have very many resources. 
And there Jesus was standing next to the treasury watching the rich men. And thank God for rich people. I have a lot of friends that are rich and they are very generous givers. Amen. But sometimes people don't have a lot to give and it may look like their gift is small in comparison, but it takes a greater level of faith for them to give because they don't have as much to give, just like my grandmother Bagley. That's what this little widow was like. And Jesus was so impressed. He said, stop, 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 stop. I have a statement to make. And Jesus then preached the example of this little woman who gave with great sacrifice and gave with great reverence. And remember, he was watching how they gave and he was watching what they gave. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still watching how we give, with what kind of reverence, what kind of faith do we put with it. He's looking to see what we give because the amount really is very important. But hey, let's go back to Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, our anchor verse, where Jesus says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Mm. When Jesus says where, the Greek means exactly there. The word treasure from the Greek word thesaurus, which describes your treasure, your money, your cash, your resources, your investments, where you put your cash, where you put your offerings, there your heart will be also. And on that day, Jesus observed the rich men were just dutifully giving. I said to you at the beginning of the program, you can give without loving. That was the rich men. They were just giving because it was their duty to give. But that little woman who didn't have much to give, it took great faith for her to give. And when she put those two mites into the contribution box, it was so impressive to Jesus. He stopped the whole event to draw attention to it and said, this little woman has put everything that she had into the offerings and she demonstrated her heart was in the kingdom of God. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us what happened to that little woman, but we know, we know that God is generous with the generous. We know that God especially blesses sacrificial giving. We know that. We saw that. My friends, God responds when we bring what we have into his house. He opens the windows of heaven. And just based on we know about how God responds to generosity, we can be sure that God was generous with this little woman. And it may be that she was giving by faith, believing for that window of heaven to open over her life. And that's what happens when we give correctly with the right attitude and when we give the amount that God has asked us to give. This is what Jesus had to say about generosity and giving. I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. What does the Bible really mean when it says God will open the windows of heaven over the lives of those who are givers? And how do you know if the windows of God are closed or open over your life? Rick Renner says, Years ago, I didn't understand how vital it was that I sowed into the kingdom of God. And as a result, Denise and I lived sad financial lives. But a day came when the Holy Spirit showed me the powerful results that take place when you become a regular giver. The day Denise and I began to give, we discovered the key that opens the window of heaven. In this series, How to Open the Window of Heaven Over Your Life, Rick covers that God is generous with the generous, how God responds to sacrificial giving, how to open the window of heaven over your life, what Jesus said about giving, what the Apostle Paul said about giving, 
Available in digital or physical formats starting at just $10. This series will be a blessing to anyone who is ready to enter a new realm of the abundant life. In addition to this teaching series, you can also purchase the book A Life Ablaze for $18. In this powerful book, Rick lays out everything you need to stay on fire with the Holy Spirit's power for years to come. Don't miss this special offer. Order the series, How to Open the Window of Heaven Over Your Life, and the book A Life Ablaze. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey, friends and partners, this is Rick Renner. You can probably see my breath because it's minus nine here right now, but I'm standing in the new building for our Moscow TV studio, and I want to say thank you to you for all of your sacrificial giving, for being a part of our giving team. Phase one enabled us to construct this building and it is completely paid for. The building itself, the windows, the doors, all the way to the roof, even the heating system. And in phase one, we were enabled to purchase our building in Tulsa and now we have secured it. But now in phase two, we need to finish the interior of this building. We can't move into it the way that it is today. But my friends, in a very short time, we're going to have cameras working in this building. And from this location, we're going to be sending teaching that people can trust to the ends of the planet. And the focus of phase two is finishing this facility. And as I told you before, it's not about buildings. It's about having a building so that we can create programming that will change people's lives. And I'm asking you to please pray about being a part of the giving team to finish phase two, which is completing the interior of this building. And I promise you, we will be so careful with every penny and every dollar you give. We understand the value of money. And we're going to pray for God to magnificently and massively multiply your giving back to you again. Thank you so much. Please become a part of our giving team to finish phase two as we complete the interior of the Moscow TV studio. I want to say thank you for joining me today as we've been looking at the subject of generosity and giving according to Jesus. We've been studying Luke chapter 21 about the little woman who brought her two mites and put them into the treasury in the temple. And it was so impressive to Jesus. He stopped everything and said, hey, 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 this is an example of the way you should give. But my friend, you need to order the whole series, which we're offering you right now, which is called How to Open the Window of Heaven Over Your Life, What the Bible Really Says About Giving. If you want to be financially blessed, then you need to hear this series and really get this teaching down deep in your heart. And that's why I want you to get the study guide, which has all the points and all the principles in the series so you can read it while you hear it or while you see it. And right now we're also offering you my book, which is called A Life Ablaze, 10 Simple Keys to Living on Fire for God. And my friend, when you become a partner with our ministry, we're going to send you two books 
as our way of saying welcome to the family. We're going to send you my book, which is called Life in the Combat Zone, which is dedicated to our partners, and Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness, because we really want our partners to read these two particular books, and this is the way we welcome you into our partner family. And please let us know how to pray for you by calling us right now or by sending us your email. And Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you were looking then, you're watching now. And Lord, we pray that when you see how we give, that you are thrilled with how we give and with what we give. And Father, we pray as a result of our giving that you will open the window of heaven over our lives and pour out a blessing so big that we'll have to figure out how to accommodate it. We thank you for this in the powerful, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. <laughs>